I know we did picks already, but I thought this was cool, and I just thought of it, so okay. tough. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, our show. We'll do whatever we want. Yeah. Twenty-five of the WP Candy Podcast. I am your host Ryan. Joining me as usual is Brian Crockstar. Hi, Brian. Hey, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm good. I only realized recently that Brian and Ryan hosting a podcast is kind of funny. Like our names sound alike. It's like we planned it, but we don't because we don't plan anything. But <laughs> uh, so, how have you been? How's how's work? How's WordPress development and everything involved in all that? It's good. Uh, been busy. Good. Uh, obviously, I started a few weeks ago, which I said in the last podcast. And um, you gonna make me do the golf clap again? No, 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 no okay. golf. Right. No, no golf clap. Although I did appreciate that. Uh, but in in starting, obviously, I'm gonna be picking up on some projects that are kind of middle of the way through development. So sure. uh, I got to get to know how some other people in our company do things and. It's a good way to figure out what I'd like to change, how workflow goes. So it's been an interesting process, and now I'm starting some uh, projects uh, from the ground up. And awesome. it's interesting thinking about things, thinking about how other people are going to be viewing and working with what you do. So you have to think about more than just yourself like you would in a freelance project. So mm -hmm. it's been a lot of fun. What have you been up to? Uh, been up to uh, you know a handful of things. It's been sort of quieting down a little bit since the launch last week of pressed ads, which went well. Maybe if we have time at the end, we'll talk about that a little bit. But, um, you know, getting ready for the next launch. We were joking about that, uh, you and I, off off mic, off mic, off podcast. Um, off air. Off, off air. air. There we go. Ooh, I like it. We're uh, on the air right now. Yeah, I suppose. And but, but talking about how no launch is complete unless you're already working on and planning the next launch, which is definitely true in this case. So looking forward to the next one but uh yeah all's well a little uh gloomy weather it's been raining a lot but uh, i guess that's the midwest for you what are you gonna do yeah well not everybody can live in uh beautiful alabama not everybody and what a shame what a shame that they can't um okay so i guess we should just jump into it here uh the first thing that i wanted to talk about is Sean Hesketh launched WP101, what is it, WP101plugin.com. So he's the guy behind the WP101 tutorial series. These are, you know, I think it goes, there's a 101 series, and then there are more. there's more advanced stuff as well. Uh, but he's been doing this for a while now. These are sort of membership-driven uh, videos that people can use, that freelancers or consultants can use with their clients to teach them WordPress. And this recently released plugin puts them straight into the dashboard, which is pretty neat. Yeah, it's uh, it's very cool. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit uh, in the non-show. Yeah. Uh, we, Ryan and I had a little bit of a technical difficulty. <laughs> yeah, this is technically the second start to the show. But, hey, everything gets better um, the second time around, right? Yeah, but it gave me a chance to do some research here because Good. the WP101 
thing, it reminded me of something, and then I found it. It's videousermanuals.com. Um, is one that's a similar concept. Uh, I don't know exactly what the differences are. Probably slightly different in pricing and whatnot, but both mm-hmm. of them offer uh, videos in the dashboard. I know a lot of people are fans of the WP101 um, tutorials in general and, and, and those videos. So it's cool that he's brought those to the dashboard and uh, he hired Mark Jake with to basically extend the uh, WP help plugin mm-hmm. to, to put these in the dashboard so you know it's going to be solid code. Yeah. Uh, as Mark's one of the core developers and did this under his uh, covered web services uh, hat. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, looks like a really interesting plugin. Yeah, it's neat because if you if you're used to or familiar at all with uh, Jayquith's WP Help plugin, then the WP 101 plugin will actually look pretty similar because uh, he actually said on Twitter that it was his WP Help plugin that ended up getting him the work for in this case for WP 101. I'm sure it might have been one or two other things like him. I don't know coding <laughs> WordPress uh, or building WordPress in in large part, but um, it actually does look a lot like that, and he's like you said, he extended it, um, which is neat seeing it with all the WP101 videos as well. I don't know the difference between – I'm honestly not familiar with enough with either 101 or video user manuals to compare them. I've just never taken the time to, to look at the difference, but uh, they it looks like they also put them in the dashboard, so this is the second one to do that, the second plug-in to put videos in there. Yeah. I think – I don't know. I've not tried either. I just know a little bit about them. I th- yeah. It looks like uh, the WP101 version is a part of their their overall plugin membership, mm-hmm. which it looks like it's uh, nineteen dollars. That can't be right. That's extremely cheap. You're looking at <laughs> you're looking at the WP101. Yeah, I'm looking at their sign up for. Uh, WP101 in general. Maybe I'm not on WP101 plugin. Well, the, anyway. the plugin the plugin site has it as I was looking at this when I did the post that it's normally forty eight dollars a month, but that their deal for the launch of WP101 plugin is twenty four a month. But that mm-hmm. might be slightly different than a normal membership. I'm honestly not sure. Yeah, I've I, they've got a lot of fans, but I've not personally used the product, so gotcha. uh, it's something I'm interested in. I've been talking around here about doing some. Uh, screen flow type of stuff. Sure. Um, what are these called? Tutorial uh, videos. Tutorial videos, sure. Um, I'd, I'd like to do it myself. I think I might personalize them a little more for each client. So like if they have a custom post type that does some right. sort of functionality, I'd like to customize it in that way. Um, but for a general setup, like if you're – so you don't have to do them for everything and they, mm-hmm. they keep these up to date for the version of WordPress that you're on, I think it's very cool. Absolutely. So that was neat, and that uh, launched just a couple days ago. Let's see. What else? You pick one. What do you want to talk about? Um, I'd like to talk about the Events Calendar Pro Alrighty. move. Shane yeah, and this Peter. This actually just went up this morning a couple hours ago. Yeah, you want to give us the breakdown? Yeah, so Shane and Peter, uh, they're a development shop consultancy. I don't know. Everybody uses a different word, but uh, actually met. Um, I believe, well, I met both of them in, um, I think both of them. I know I met Shane. I'm pretty sure Peter was there too. I'm going to feel bad if I forget uh, one of them. But I know that I met at least one of them at San Francisco, working at San Francisco, because they're actually based out there. Uh, But they work with a lot of freelance and stuff. Anyway, 
they developed Events Calendar Pro. Well, actually, the Events Calendar, which is a free plugin on the WordPress directory, and then Events Calendar Pro is the paid sort of um, improved or, or maybe fully featured, more full, fully featured version of the plugin that uh, up until now has been available only on Code Canyon. And they announced recently, actually their initial announcement was like a whole month ago, so we're a little bit behind on it, but uh, they've announced that they're moving away from Code Canyon and they're going to run it as their own, on their own site. They actually have a new product site, which I updated the post with. I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, let me put that into our chat here because it's actually pretty neat. Um, but they're treating it kind of more as a, as a standalone product rather than, you know, a plug-in on a, on a marketplace like that. Uh, and all that they said was that, you know, they just saw it as time to take the next step and begin selling the plug-in themselves. Well, they've made just gross on Code Canyon. It looks like they've made close to $100,000 just assuming all regular licenses at $40 a pop. They've <laughs> sold uh, 2,300 of them plus. Um, the extended license is $200, which I guess gives you unlimited sites. Yeah. Um so I'm sure they've sold so plenty they, of those. So they probably sold well over $100,000 worth of these. Um, in other words, it's a very popular plugin on Code Canyon. I think it is. I think if not plugin. the most, I, I was checking. I'm not sure if there's a way to see like the a listing of the most popular ones on there, but I'm pretty sure it's one of the most popular, if not the most popular. Yeah, I'm looking at their whole portfolio. They've got the, I don't know which badge this is, but it's the little green claw, which Theme Forest okay. does these like bear claws or whatever they are. Uh-huh. Uh, to show how much you've sold, and it says they've sold over two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth, and the they have nothing that compares to it. The only other thing they've got sold four hundred of some gallery that's ten bucks, but mm-hmm. it looks like the majority of their sales are from the events calendar. So they've made a lot of money off of it. So I think yeah, they can probably uh, hold their own uh, on a on their own website and be able to not get that uh, that thirty percent cut. Code Canyon is going to take from that. So right, right. I mean, that's, probably a smart move. I, w- I would think that's a big incentive, particularly at that scale, to want to go off on your own because then you're talking about, you know, what's do the math here? Thirty percent of let's say bottom end two hundred fifty thousand dollars they've sold on that. That's a lot of money to just see go away. You know. Yeah. Seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's it. that might be worth making your own dot com site. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well. It, I mean, Code Canyon brings a large audience, just like we would say normally sure. about what Theme Forest does as their mm-hmm. sister sites. Right. Uh, but in this case, they probably get more um, – this is me guessing. Mm-hmm. They probably get more referrals from WordPress.org in their free version than they do from Code Canyon. So. Right, because that one has – I put it in the post. I think it's over 114,000 downloads on WordPress.org, which is not a shabby mm-hmm. number either. No, it's uh, pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, the reason I picked this one, though, is more so than moving away from Code Canyon, which is interesting in itself. Um, I'm anticipating this uh, Events Calendar Pro 2.0, where they're making some changes and bringing in some long-awaited updates and whatnot. Um, about two weeks ago, I was really struggling trying to find uh, a calendar that met all my criteria. And we ended up going with Event Espresso, um, and I think we were happy with it. But uh, we did the single site license to try it out because personally, I'd never tried Event Espresso. Sure. Um, but it'll be nice to see another plugin in this space, uh, Events Calendar Pro 2.0, that'll bring a lot of the features to, I think, 
I don't I don't want to say this because I haven't tried their original Pro plugin, but based on uh, looking at it feature for feature, it wasn't quite as up to the same scale, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the same price either. Sure. Uh, but with 2.0, I'll be very interested to see how they change pricing and uh, what's the plugin going to include. Um, and I think it'll be nice to have two events plugins competing against each other for business here. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that as well. I mean, competition is always a good thing when it comes to ending up with the best product. Uh, one other thing I wanted to point out, too, is Carl Hancock of Gravity Forms. He's one of the uh, the Gravity Forms team. I believe there's three of them. Uh, the what do, we, what do we call them? The trifecta? Rocket uh, genius. Rocket genius, yeah. He commented on it, uh, which I think is interesting because they have probably, as, as far as marketed as its own product, um, and and run outside of a marketplace, I would say probably one of the, if not the biggest, commercial plugin for WordPress out there. Uh, and they were certainly one of the first ones I can remember to market it sort of at the scale that they have or in the way that they have. And mm-hmm. his uh, his comment on it was a good move. I think Code Canyon is ideal for smaller plugins, but more advanced functionality demands being treated like a real product, a real application. If you think of your product as a plugin, then you've already failed. Which I think is an interesting commentary on their on the, sort of their change in philosophy uh, that Shane and Peter is going through. Yeah, no, I think Carl makes a good point, and uh, because we haven't talked about this, and I might just surprise you here. Okay. Uh, do you remember on Twitter when both of us responded to a question that Carl sent out about whether we people thought that Gravity mm-hmm. Forms should release a free version? Yeah, that conversation is pretty interesting, in my opinion. Uh, and we actually agreed. I think you agree- so. Separately, you agreed with me, and you said it in a snarky way. Oh, did I? Now I got to pull this up. <laughs> now go ahead, and what was the question specifically that he had asked? Uh, I, th- I think basically Carl, you know, just put out a generic question to whoever follows him on Twitter and said, you know, what would you guys think about a free version of Gravity Forms on WordPress.org? And I saw a lot of positive responses, and I was just sitting there thinking. You know, I don't really understand why. So my response was basically that most plugins, I think that's an awesome idea that there's scalability within the functionality of the plugin, which Gravity Forms does too, uh, to where a free version could meet some of someone's needs, but then a paid version, you know, could scale up feature-wise and whatnot. But usually people do that in order to get their plugin more exposure. Uh and to me, I don't know any product in WordPress that could possibly have more singular product that could have more exposure in the Gravity Forms because when somebody says, what's the plugin to use for a contact form or for any form, mm-hmm. people that are only vaguely familiar with WordPress are probably going to say Gravity Forms. Uh, and I don't know that they need WordPress.org like most plugins would. Yeah, I'm not uh... – I wouldn't say I, – I do see now on Twitter where I did. I was a little bit snarky in my response to you. Right. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, Were you surprised? <laughs> no. That, yeah, looking back at the, the horrible things I say, I'm always a little bit surprised. I guess I, guess I should be. No, um, I think – I mean I think it would definitely be popular, but uh, I definitely side with you in the sense that I don't think it's needed. I mean I, I – um, yeah, I just don't think it's needed. I think they're they're doing just fine. I'm not sure what that would – extend as far as their reach uh, more than what they have now. Yeah, I'm sure tons of people would download it. Yeah. Um, 
But I bet a lot of those people would have bought the $39 version one too because in the fact that Gravity Forms is a paid plugin, there's a little bit of mystery there. It's like mm -hmm. everybody says this is so good. Is it good? I better sure. buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think personally I'm, I'm trying to think of a really, really good example of maintaining sort of two code bases like that. Like, And by that I mean uh, per personally, every time I've stumbled upon or, or, or um, found a free version of a plugin in WordPress.org, in the WordPress.org plugin directory, it's never, I mean, most of the time it is, I mean, it is a watered down version of the paid one, uh, but it's usually also kind of out of date slightly, maybe sometimes more than slightly. Uh, and it's just never been worth it to me like i mean I've, because obviously if you find a free version of something everybody's going to try the free one first if not just to try it out and see whether they're interested in really buying it but i've never had a good experience checking something like that out and if i try a plug-in that's free even if it's watered down but if there's just the chance that it's slightly out of date or maybe you know doesn't quite work the way that it should and if it's you know maintaining two code bases the odds are that that could happen that doesn't make me go, ooh, I really want to pay these guys for the for the upgrade. It actually kind of sours me on the whole experience. Um, yeah, it kind of can put a bad taste in your mouth on the plug-in in general. I think mm -hmm. that's actually what I said. I, I said it better in Twitter. It forces me to say things uh, a little smarter. Sure. Fewer characters. Uh -huh. I said I think, if anything, the free version could take away from the, the uh, elite brand of the paid version. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that might be true. Like you said, you take out so many features that you really don't get what you're looking for out of it right. versus if you would have just forked over $39 or whatever sure. it is, uh, you know, you could have gotten the full glory of the plugin. I think maybe the only way that I could get excited about a free version of a plugin is if there was the option within the plugin itself to upgrade it. So 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 it wouldn't have so I wouldn't have to like go out go find it buy it download it you know uninstall what I did take it out put in the new one uh, you know if there was a way to just sort of seamlessly upgrade within the plugin itself then it could be cool because then you know that they're probably working with if if they can handle the process of of upgrading from free to paid then it's probably a, a much more up to date to begin with and you're not going to run into that problem but sure uh, I've never seen that. Um, and maybe I've missed something, but I haven't seen an, an in plugin upgrade. You know, like a good that. one where speaking of Event Espresso, that's mm -hmm. something that they could do too, because the basically Event Espresso has a free version of their plugin, mm -hmm. uh, but they advertise it up front that hey, if you ever want more than one event, yeah, then you really need the paid one. Sure, uh, but it apparently works for just like a single event. Yeah, um, which is certainly might. one way to go about it. Yeah, and somebody might give that a go, and then well, realize. and Gravity Forms could do if you want one form, you know, and it's obviously only going to be a contact form. Yeah, one contact form, and that's one it. contact form that you know has name, and I think he he mentioned it, you know, kind of described what it would maybe be like have, you know, name and email and subject and content that sort of stuff, but nothing, mm -hmm. none of their advanced stuff. Yeah, I think it's possible, but uh, I think I recently saw also that. They've sold more copies of Gratty Forms in the last year than they did in the two years prior, something like that. Wow. Uh, so they they definitely have a significant rate of growth uh, with the plug-in. So I, I don't know. I don't know that I'd try to fix something that's not broke. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, well, in a, a similar story, not a similar story, but it's also kind of about plugins, which is probably the case with every story we look at here. Uh, this also went up this morning. Max Foundry starter kits discontinued due to workload. So I found this interesting. Maybe I'm the only one that did, but because um, it hasn't had any comments yet today. But there's a, a theme and plugin shop named Max Foundry, uh, which actually just in the last year, the last maybe six or eight or nine months or so, have started selling uh, plugins. I think before or themes. I think before they might have just done plugins, but for a long time, uh, or for about a year, I think I have to go back and look at the old post to see they've been releasing and managing what they call starter kits. Yeah, so it's been since last October, almost a full year at least that they've been doing this. I think they were doing it a little while, a little while before we posted about it. And these starter kits sort of acted as sort of a jumpstart for different uh, WordPress site owners or bloggers, and they would sort of um, collect and sort of package up plugins and some themes that applied to a certain purpose. You know, whether it was a blogger, whether it was uh, you know a certain certain kind of site owner and allow them all for download at once to sort of give a sort of a bundled like uh, experience and then you know you upload them all to your site and activate whichever ones you want to use but it was kind of an interesting idea as far as recommending here's what you need for this sort of site here's what you need mm -hmm. for this other sort of site and so they've discontinued them because they they found that they were spending a lot of time updating uh, themes and plugins because things do move some sometimes pretty quickly and, and they were doing a lot of catch-up and they just want to focus on some other stuff but this actually reminds me in a sense of jetpack and what it does except it's jetpack does it in a slightly different way the uh, folks at automatic have decided to only upgrade their plugins within jetpack so they're not actually updating in multiple places to kind of you know remove that uh, that overhead that time updating multiple places but I like the idea. I'm kind of sad to see it go because I think that there's probably some promise there. I mean, I think Jetpack has shown that there's some promise there. I mean, what do you think? Uh, I think it's a great idea, and I think it could still happen. I'm actually trying to uh, standardize our setup this way uh -huh. uh, because you kind of have, you know, maybe a half dozen different type of sites you might build from uh -huh. a, if, if if you're building for clients. Uh, I think maybe. I think maybe the problem is it's the wrong group maintaining it. So they had a great idea, mm -hmm. but their focus is products. Sure, uh, they're not they're not pumping out, you know, ten sites a month on a client perspective. Mm -hmm. And if you are, then it'd be well within your, uh, you know, you you would want to keep something time like well that spent, updated. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be time well spent. Um, and it, maybe it takes uh, maybe somebody should. You know, pick this up for them, uh, or or come out with a modified version or something, um, and and keep posting it because uh, I think it could be very very useful. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe, I mean, maybe if the the format was changed a little bit, so rather than sort of manually packaging them all up, and I, I I'm sure I've seen this before, but I can't think of a good. I mean, this is always what I'm what I'm wishing that themes will do when they come packaged with all sorts of. Functions, uh, you know, fu functions, the stuff that should be in a plugin, but they package into a theme because, well, that's easier or whatever else. Even though that'll come back to to bite you. I mean, look back at the Tim Thumb thing. Uh, yeah. When that all went down, if that was all in a plugin, it would have solved a lot of issues. But yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Uh, but I mean, you know, custom widgets that are packaged in. Um, you know, certain 
sometimes themes do SEO stuff or they do, you know, app like functionality within a theme. And I'm always a fan of removing that stuff out and having as much as possible in plugins. And I'm sure that somebody's done it before. I can't picture one right now, but I've seen this too. I don't... It, like within a theme, if it says, I want this, you know, install this. And it's sort of, I, I know, I'm sure that you can, I know that you can actually, because I, uh, there's that one site that, um, uh, also that Mark Jakewith again has where you can actually install a plugin to, you know, any site that you have using one of his mm -hmm. sites. I forget what it's called. Yeah. I've never, it's kind of scary to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, you know, it doesn't activate it. It just installs it. Yeah. And if you can do that, then it makes sense that from within somebody's dashboard that you could also carry out the activation or at least install it and give the option to activate afterward. And I'd love to see themes do that for, you know, custom widgets. Would you like to activate, you know, our custom widgets, then hit this. And then that sort of branded themes plugin from the directory or from their own, you know, hosting or wherever they pull it in. And then that is what, you know, handles that feature set, which I think could be worked out to be really seamless and, and easy to do. I wonder if something like that would work out better for the starter kit idea, just to avoid the problem of having to keep everything updated every time somebody pushes out a, a slight fix to their plugin or their theme. Yeah. I feel like deployment and setup has been a hot topic or maybe just in my life. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we keep a, like a WP latest and it's an install mm -hmm. with a, a couple of themes, in-house themes that are on there with a handful of plugins that are basically going to go in on every site. Sure. And then every time we, do a new install for on our development server. We basically copy that entire uh, setup and put it onto the new one. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of what the need is here, but for some different configurations. And right. hopefully somebody smarter than me will have something where basically they keep up a, a, a public server with different installs on it. And you basically mm -hmm. just, Instead of going and downloading WordPress from WordPress.org, you get WordPress and all the stuff that's in that certain package for maybe a portfolio website or maybe a business website or maybe a website that's going to have events or mm -hmm. picking and choosing would be even cooler. Yeah, and I think – I mean there's been talk in the past of core plugins, which I think is sort of – yeah, nothing's really kind of happened there. But I wonder if something like this idea, if it really did – um, kind of get some steam behind Select, it. Selective core plugins. Selective. Well, I mean, I wonder if that because if one plugin ends up in whether it's a starter kit or whatever people call it, uh, and becomes popular in that way, then you might see other plugin developers working on similar things want to work on that one or kind of merge their stuff in. I wonder yeah. if that couldn't be a path to core plugins or something similar where more yeah. developers are working with each other. And Jetpack to me is really a blogger's plugin pack. Sure. It's not so much, you know, like your everyday business, you know, most well, of Well, and to be fair, it's a, it's a blogger's uh, plugin pack from Automatic, right? It's yeah, yeah. to plug you into their services. Yeah, it totally makes sense for them. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I think there's some opportunities to develop in that space uh, for everybody else. Yeah, I like that. This may be, uh, this may be worthy of an editorial. I'll make a note of that because I'll forget things like that. But I like that. I want. I, I. It's not something that fits into what I do, but I want somebody to to make this. I like it. <laughs> I want somebody <laughs> to have done it and for it to exist. Yeah, I saw a post on 
uh, WordPress Stack Exchange or WordPress Answers, whatever it's called. Um, and it's basically like, look at this mega collection of stuff that could go in your functions.php. Yeah, and I see I those sh- like once a week probably. Yeah, I shared it, but I was like, you know, this would be great if you could kind of choose which one of these you wanted to include in a plugin mm-hmm. from some sort of uh, make a plugin that included, you know, the ones that were most often used and most popular on a thread like that. Right. And then somebody goes and they uh, just select which ones they want active and then it, within the plugin that's already active within the plugins options screen, you're basically turning on those functions. Right. Yeah. So and we, it, which is actually, and we were talking about this once because Jetpack does it, but it's not entirely intuitive at first how to do it. Yeah, how to turn some of them off. I remember. Right. That. Which actually, at first, I, I was encouraged to, you know, to actually use Jetpack because for a long time I didn't. And the main reason I didn't to begin with is because I didn't want everything active at once. And, and it was only when, sort of, on each, uh, you know, module or whatever you want to call it, when you click Learn More about each one then it gives you the option to to turn it off mm-hmm. which like is huge like that okay i'll use it if i can only activate these two things i want yeah but they kind of hide it i don't like that it's a little bit you know well that that kind of goes into they have the big the big uh thing that just like takes over your dashboard it doesn't take it over but the the big message that sits on top <laughs> of your screen until you uh, enable everything but it's pretty sky and clouds up there. It is. It's it's pretty, but it's massive and it's demanding. Yeah. No, I'm, I agree. I would not put uh, a big sky banner in the no, top of my functions no. plugin. No, no, no. But I really would like to see that plugin where I, I like it. Well, and it'd be neat functions. if yeah, it'd be neat if it was almost because as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, I mean, I know I'd probably like if people could kind of uh, roll their own. Like this is Ryan's oh, yeah. recommended, you know. Uh, I like that. I mean, it's now it's kind of changing from somebody releasing plugins that they choose to like a, a sort of service or something where people go onto a site and kind of assemble their own package. Because if it's really just pulling them from, you know, if the limitation is maybe pulling it from .org, which would be a simple limitation, uh, and if it's just kind of pulling them, pulling in plugins and doing that, then it, you know, what's the what's the guy Theme Urgency, I think, who made the Gravity Forms. Yeah. Uh, custom post type and taxonomy creator. That would be a good way I, to do it. I would think that if you have the URLs, you know, or even just the unique names, I mean, it's just going to be pulling it in based on that anyway. Um, well, if you have a, if you if it's a gravity form and you're basically selecting this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. then you could have conditional fields. Yeah. Based on if it's selected, spit out exactly this in the return. Like I said, done. I, 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 it needs to happen. Somebody needs to make it, and it needs to Emergency. be out there for someone to use. Well, yeah, whether whoever, I'm, just tell them to do it. Just tell. <laughs> I decree. Uh, so let's see what else have we got. Uh, there's the Tim Thumb plugin. I wanted to mention that, mm-hmm. uh, just because apparently people are still having problems with this, which I guess isn't a surprise, right? Yeah, uh, that it would still be an issue, but uh, a guy named Peter Butler, and there might be more of these. I just he's the one that we happen to to hear about and write about on the site. Uh, he's released. It's on WordPress.org. It's called the Tim Thumb Vulnerability Scanner, that allows you to run a search on uh, your WordPress site, and it'll find if you have any versions, of, any outdated versions of Tim Thumb that uh, you need to update, and I think it'll actually update it for you, like a one-click, uh, even though it sounded like that one was maybe a little bit buggy, but uh sounded pretty reliable. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I mean I'm, 
I checked, like once I heard about it, like I looked for it and made sure that, you know, none of my sites or WordPress installs somehow randomly had it in there. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't be too, um, too vain to think that you ha you're not victim to a security hole that you probably didn't know about to begin with. So yeah, definitely worth attention. And I mean, I, I mean, I guess that that leaves uh, pressed ads and picks, right? Unless there's something else you want to talk about. Uh, not that I know of. Cool. So yeah, so pressed ads that's launched, uh, and that's fun. Just a little thing. Just a little thing. Um, so a little bit of background. Uh, we've had the powered by system on WP Candy since January. That's when we launched it, and it's done really well. Um, I've mentioned this a few times here and there because uh, when I'd go to WordCamp, sometimes people wouldn't wouldn't know, I guess I don't mention it that often, that I have been full-time on the site since January. Uh, and so I've, I've been trying to say it more often. So I said it in the announcement post for pressed ads, and I'll say it here too. And the Powered By system, like, really made that possible. And it worked really well for me. Uh, but where uh, we sort of hit a wall with it is where I want to expand and have the site do good or do good, do gooder. <laughs> do, I want the site to not only handle me full time, but I want the site to be able to support a team of people full time. And so uh, there's sort of two halves to the pressed or the, the the powered by system. One half was for WordPress businesses to support the site, and the other half was for individuals and community members to support the site. And so there were you know, smaller post-by-post post, uh, donation levels, and then there were larger, you know, support levels to, to sort of power the, the site for a whole month at a time. And so Pressed Ads is the first half of the announcement that's basically the future of, of the Powered By system. We're evolving it, growing it um, to help the site scale. So the first half, we, the, the second half for community members and and individuals, that half of the announcement comes later. The first half of the announcement is Pressed Ads, which is a WordPress-only ad network uh, that we launched. Right now, the network is only WP Candy here while we launch it and get things big, going. Big network. The network of one. Uh, but it's it, in a lot of ways, it's similar to the top-level, like, powered by option. Uh, and in a lot of ways, it's different, which which is exciting, too. Um you know the the biggest thing is yes it is it is an ad it's one ad per page it kind of takes inspiration from uh, you know the deck ads and fusion ads carbon ads there's a lot of them out there I mean this isn't an original idea in that sense uh, but it's WordPress only it's invite only um, so it's not like a like a buy sell ads thing where anybody can put their ads in actually the publisher in this case me uh, has to invite um, whatever advertisers um, that person can or that publisher can recommend. And then when we eventually expand uh, pressed ads to include other uh, WordPress publications and other uh, sites and WordPress bloggers and, and things like that, uh, then that invitation-only mantra will carry on, uh, which is, again, it's just like the deck ads follow something pretty similar. And, uh, yeah, this will be... A cool way for the site to grow, for it to bring on more employees than just me, because that's super lame. And uh, it's exciting. I, just some sort of geeky dev stuff. Uh, it's using we're using um, OpenX uh, behind the scenes to run the system, which is an open source um, ad platform. Uh, I think it's OpenX.com. You can download it for free. I'm, I'm still learning uh, learning a lot about it um, and trying to find 
the best ways to contribute code back to it because it is, you know, it's another open source project, which is why I was drawn to it. And there are definitely some things I'd like to tweak here and there. So hopefully be able to get involved in another open source project uh, as well. I'm not sure, and this is maybe one of those crazy side project or weekend projects for, for a long time from now, but uh, it'd be nice to have been able to run it all within WordPress, but I'm not entirely sure how that would work. So uh, in the mean, uh, for now. Which part of the function does OpenX actually do? Uh, so OpenX displays it, manages the ads, delivers the st statistics, things like oh, that. Everything. So there's actually a whole control panel for it, um, which it's possible to sort of set up accounts for advertisers and let them manage their stuff. Right now we're not so mm. much doing that just because that's nobody's really asked for it or needed it. <laughs> um, but then, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if people want to manage and play around with it and stuff, then they can, but who wants another login to something? And uh, so then it serves it up, and then it does all the, the, um, what am I saying? Like uh, dishes up the ad the right number of times, or evenly, or however it's scheduled to go, and then gives you uh, impression and click statistics and all the different audience stuff that advertisers want to know about. I'm just kind of thinking maybe you could do a custom post type that displays <laughs> randomly. So this is the we need to have like. A, you know, WordPress hack hack weekends or something where let's 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 rebuild this app. Well, I using just did WordPress. that for a testimonials post type, so it's just showing up in the sidebar just like the mm -hmm. pressed ads are. So okay, so here's here's what it would need to do that I noticed were significant enough that I wanted to use a system that was pre built. Uh, it does um, count the clicks correctly, which they all have to be like handled through a sort of redirect to count them. Yeah, and it knows the exact page it's coming from. Uh, knows the pages that it's coming from because it's less important right now, but once we add on more sites to the network to be able to isolate a specific one and say this is the one that it came from, here's how much one is pulling versus another and that sort of stuff. Um, but really, I mean, as far as, as far as being able to control whether one displays in what ratio to the other ads, like if they all should have an even chance of displaying or if they mm -hmm. all should, I mean, that's, that's all simple enough. It really comes down to the analytics and the tracking that becomes, uh, you know, worth using another system for. Yeah. But, hey, I mean, the the, the day that uh, a WordPress option is available, I'll definitely go that route. Yeah, I'm just thinking, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I mean, there's plenty of things I'm not thinking about, but right. as far as rotating them randomly and doing having, like, an interviews counter mm -hmm. to understand impressions. Well, uh, I mean, I, I love the idea, and technically the way it is right now, I mean, I'll probably just once – others are invited in, then I'll just have like a, a you know, pressed ads um, plugin that just puts it into a widget that they can drop in, you know, to the sidebar and stuff. I mean, that's still mm -hmm. easy enough, but right. it would be anyway. nice to have it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Rabbit hole there. It's, it's really a, uh, it, it, like you said, it seems to me like the evolution of the system. I mean, there were a lot of businesses that were coming to you and wanting to power the site. Right. I mean, that, and that's part of the, uh, yeah, that's part of what was necessary because in the, under the old system, uh, you know, it was actually pretty similar in how sort of the, the the sponsorship was shown in the sidebar. It still wasn't a direct link out, and it wasn't an ad in, in a number of different ways, but it was limited to one person at a time per month, which, again, was fine for me and was fine for the site at the growth that it's at right now. But if we want to expand more, we've got to, you know, kind of get rid of that ceiling and yeah. uh, have all sorts of room to grow. It's very exciting. It's uh, I know it's opened up some more opportunities for you to make a more sustainable living, and 
you know, maybe bring on some kind of help at some point. Not that you I mean, really, it. this is I'm just looking as long as this can fund a butler and a monocle. That's what I need. <laughs> I need someone to carry a silver platter around and I need to wear, you know, one of those and eye put something, things, a monocle. And, and put something in your on your silver platter. Exactly. Yeah. There needs to be something carrying their, um, you know, WordPress mug full of something. Yeah, something. Uh, that's that's all I need. I have, I'm, a, I'm a man of simple needs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, congratulations. It's very cool. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. So we want to get into picks and wrap things up. Sure. Do you have a pick? Uh, yes. <laughs> you say that with uh, with trepidation. I, ha- I had a pick. Okay. Let me figure out what it was. Uh, I mean, I, I won't pretend that I'm not pulling up my list as well. Oh, oh so man, you were... this is killing me. So because I pulled up the dashboard feed, <laughs> like we did the po- I did put up the post earlier. You know, the the here's the WP Candy's list of news sources, which mm-hmm. we actually said we were going to pick our favorites from, but. Oh, well, we'll do it next time. Uh, and I'm looking at the comments coming in, and I, and I said, like, this is an incomplete list. If yours isn't on here, let me know. And people are commenting, like, I'm really sad that ours isn't on the list. <laughs> like, people <laughs> make me feel pretty bad about it. So, anyway. Well, you didn't include any of the ones that I recommended. Anyway. It's an incomplete list. I had to get it up. Otherwise, I'd be updating it and updating it all the time. I would never actually post it. Just saying, I only had about... 70 or so to add. It's not like it was that big of a deal. Exactly. What's hard about that? Anyway, back to your pick. Uh, I, th- I don't remember if this is the one I was going to say anyway, but this is a plugin a lot of people probably know. I use it literally on every site. Uh, Query Posts by Justin Tadlock. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure if we've done this one before, if there was ever a, a sweet plugin episode on Query Posts, but... Not sure. Uh, basically... It just queries posts. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, okay, well, thanks for sharing that uh, pick. Uh, that sounds good. Uh, but I really like it because uh, not only does it query posts, but it gives you just bukus of options so that, like, the entry container can actually be a widget itself or mm-hmm. you can set up as a, a div or an unordered list or whatever you want or have no entry container at all and – you can uh, query posts by just about anything you can think of, set your number per page, obviously, compare meta values on the posts. Um, you can assign what your what what your entry title is, whether it's a H1 or H6 or just a paragraph tag or whatever it is, pull thumbnails, all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, you can show excerpts or content or none. I use it on lists of posts where I'm just throwing out titles. I use it on like full page content if it's like a widget template that I'm using, uh, all sorts of things. And it's extremely useful. And rather than writing a new query every time, which is often what I do, but sometimes you can throw this in a sidebar or in a, you know, some kind of feature area and it's extremely useful and handy. So query posts by Justin Tadlock is my pick. Cool stuff. I'm a fan of that as well. I use it often. Uh, and I think it, I think there was, if not uh, published in an unpublished uh, sweet plugin episode about that, which is coming back uh, very soon. Had to get pressed ads out before getting back to one thing at a time. Exactly. Uh, my pick is actually one that uh, I don't know. I don't do this often, but this is one that it looks good that I haven't personally tried yet, but uh, I'm uh, definitely going to try. Yeah. No, uh-oh. Uh, it's actually, I stumbled upon it when doing the story about Shane and Peter earlier. 
uh, put it in the chat there for you to see it. It's another one of their plugins that they've released on the WordPress.org plugin directory called Advanced Post Manager. And what I like about it is it looks like it does two things, uh, but I like it most for the one thing that it does. And the, and the one thing that it does is it, if you go to the screenshots, wow. it allows you to add filters and columns to post screens. So to the list post screens. Um, so if you have, you know, custom taxonomies or meta that you've attached to it, you can add those columns, you know, within the screen itself and, and control what shows and in what order and things like that. Uh, which to me looks killer. Uh, yeah. I've done that a number of times in the past. Uh, you know, you can add columns to post screens. It's not a very fun process to do. I've done it, you know, with uh, you know PHP and and hobbled together a way that I've done it. But it's not as much fun to do as this looks. This looks way easier and simpler and uh, and a lot of fun. So I like that. Uh, it looks like it also handles some um, MetaBox uh, registration, which I'm not sure I would. I'm not entirely sure how that works or what that's for or if it's you know what I mean I'm not I'm not quite yeah. sure what how's that How's it How's it know if it's a drop down or a input Yeah I'm not I'm not quite sure about that like I said I haven't used it but I know just for the columns and the filtering that it allows you to add or remove from the post screens uh this will definitely be one that I try out Yeah that's awesome So hmm. I mean at some point I'm going to have to start picking some plugins that I haven't actually used because I, like I can't use every plugin that I recommend or I'll have 300 plugins running, which isn't the worst thing you could do if you're choosing plugins correctly. But, uh, yeah. Speaking of admin, mm -hmm. uh, just, I know we did picks already, but I thought this was cool and I just thought of it. So okay. tough. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, our show. Do whatever we want. Yeah. So the other night, uh, I actually got together with Sarah Cannon and Dan Gavin, who are both mm -hmm. from Birmingham. Sarah Cannon has done a lot uh, with WordPress development and the admin side, and she's responsible for partially for the responsive admin. Mm -hmm. And we kind of had a brainstorming session, which I was definitely the least contributing member. <laughs> you, uh, a brain but, listening? Yeah, session? I was. I was listening, and but just kind of learning the process of how people contribute to core, what's involved, what you're looking for, what you consider, uh, and we were uh, working on. Uh, a new setting so that you can set the number of columns to auto like a u t o mm -hmm. in the uh in the admin and it'll you know be responsive mm. um and it was pretty fun to work on Dan Gavin's really smart and he was doing most of the work nice. uh, and Sarah was uh looking up a bunch of stuff and and but Dan was hitting most of the keys you know <laughs> uh, no that sounds neat uh that's but, uh on track for 3.3 i believe right yeah yeah so responsive admin 3.3 if it stinks you know who to blame <laughs> <laughs> that's always but, good to know yeah but anyway so that was just cool i never more than exactly what they're working on it's cool to see you know the thought process of doing stuff with the admin very cool and and honestly i mean you know, when it comes to contributing to core, I mean, I've found that, you know, the UI group, CSS, you know, the, the um, sort of structure and design of, of the back end of WordPress is actually a pretty, uh, uh, pretty easy, friendly way to get involved in, in uh, core contribution that, that won't necessarily require, uh, you know, a bunch of, uh, of PHP legwork, which is nice, you know, if you're comfortable with, um, you know, CSS and proper HTML structure, there's a lot of work to be done for sure. Uh, yeah. So, 
Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. When are we going to see a, a word camp in Birmingham? When's that happening? Um, we're planning right now. Hopefully, uh, hopefully January, maybe March. Awesome. Atlanta. Right. Atlanta is now in February. I think mm-hmm. they've re re announced. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to postpone a couple times, and it's going to be in February, and we're obviously planning around that. Uh, but we might have it ready in January. Might have it ready in March. But Sarah's also organizing WordCamp, and I'm helping a little bit. Awesome. I look forward to coming down and seeing your apparently beautiful, sunny fall weather. I guess it'll be <laughs> that, spring that will, at that point. It'll be January. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, yeah. Well, if it, it's, if it's like, January, it'll be winter. It'll be like Fort Wayne without the snow. Oh, okay. All right. Well, so, okay. miserable. Could be. Yeah. Pretty terrible. Only just the worst you could possibly imagine. Yeah. So All right. Come on down. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. So that does it for episode 25. Uh, I'm proud we did it uh, a week after. It's actually technically a few days after because I was really, really late putting out the last podcast. Uh, but I'm actually I'm going to get this one up right away, like in the next hour or maybe two. It's definitely going to go up uh, today. Hopefully we get on a weekly schedule again. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. I, I, I love the – there's so much um, faith in your voice. Uh, well, you know. Skepticism is good when it comes to this stuff. All right. uh, Thanks, Brian. And we'll talk to everybody next week.